Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. Today we talk about alcohol, just in time to ruin your New Year's Eve. No, we go over alcohol, how it affects training, how it affects our body specifically and our life, and possibly how to make this New Year's just a little bit better than the years before. Let's get to it. faster, stronger, smarter. If you're not growing, you're dying. If you don't learn that principle early, you're never going to get there. If you want to master your life, you want to master your craft. Please take your reason why seriously. Your biggest obstacle is overcoming ego. Because it's fucking hard. You're a part of the community. Your mindset. Press, if you got a week back, get a week bench. Yeah. It's true. It takes time. That's just fact. We must train. If this is what it takes, hold you accountable every day. It is infectious. 100% easy to be negative. That's not acceptable. Taking responsibility. I'm telling you right now. Step up. Get after it. This has been the missing key to my performance. Welcome to the Storm Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's podcast. Uh, Today, we are going to be covering alcohol. Yes, this is going to be great going into the new year. So listen up. Maybe you guys, maybe you won't drink going into the new year. Maybe. This podcast title should be like, we're here to ruin your new year's. (laughs) (laughs) I may may do that. Just make it. Were you planning on drinking this New Year's? Question mark. Of course. Uh, yeah, this would be great. So I know uh, Brandon and Ashley just flew out to uh, Vegas. to Vegas. Hey, Brandon, listen to this podcast real quick. Just real quick, man. Yeah, you got a three and a half hour flight. Just yeah, you're in the cool. That's cool. All right. So today we're going to uh, talk about alcohol consumption and its effect on, I, I hate to say like athletic performance, but specifically what happens when you drink alcohol. And then on top of that, what happens when you try and exercise either after, before, days after, how does it affect the body and how you guys process um, just the other nutrients that you guys consume. So getting into this, anybody have any awesome experiences to talk about. I know both of you guys were in the military and I was just talking to my cousin the other day and he was just like, yeah, he goes, there's nothing like staying out till 3 a.m., waking up the next morning and going to PT. Yeah, yeah no, that's very true. Mm. I mean, it's, that is, there are certain cultures where you're almost defined by drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I think the military is one of them for sure. Um, I mean, I, my experience too is a little different because I was at 18 years old. I went to Germany where yeah. I could drink legally. And did I ever drink? Did <laughs> I ever drink? High volume alcohol. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, they, I mean, definition of binge drinking. Yeah. Um, and that would be five, six nights a week. Yeah. Oh, easily. Easily. Yeah. That's the Ranger Regiment. They, I think they sent an entire battalion to. Alcoholics Anonymous, <laughs> like literally, like just rotated them through. Because I mean, yeah. we used to, the, we would literally drink until the bars closed. Mm-hmm. You'd get home at three, get up at five fifteen, yep. go run five miles. Yep. No, not a single problem. Nope, none. Young. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Eighteen you know. to twenty-two, even in your mid twenties, you, you can do that. Yeah. Just freaking going hard, but 
Not these days. No. Not even, <laughs> not anymore. Not even close. Well, I mean, I've even talked to athletes that are not that far out of college, like maybe a few years out of college that I've talked to them. And they're like, dude, I can't go drink on like Friday night with the buddies just going out and watching like a basketball game or a football game and then come in here Saturday morning and put up anything close to a decent performance. No, absolutely. Um, and he's like, you know, I the specifically this guy I'm talking about, he's just like, I never did CrossFit back in the day, but I had a bunch of guys that did. And I went to one of their parties and there's just a shitload of meat there. Like he goes, it was all burgers. Yeah, that sounds really bad, doesn't it? <laughs> all there's meat. a shitload of meat there. Um, anyway, so he goes there, he goes, there's just a lot of food and a little bit of alcohol. Uh, and he goes, when I say there was a little bit of alcohol, he goes, let me rephrase that. There was a, a few people drinking alcohol, but the entire fridge was stocked. He goes, because you don't want to be that guy that shows up to the party and doesn't bring alcohol, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but everybody showed up to the party, brought alcohol, threw it in the fridge, but nobody was drinking, drinking it, right? Yeah. Um, and he goes, it was so weird because like me and four other guys were like, dude, this is awesome. Like We have an entire <laughs> fridge full of alcohol, yeah. and there's plenty of food here. Yeah. This is awesome. And he's just like, I never got it. And he goes, now I totally get it. Like People, like you go through phases, and it just happens to be like, this is a phase that I went through where... I used to be able to drink, wake up the next morning, be able to go get after it. And I mean, he's not an old guy. I think he was probably 28 years old, maybe not even, not even 30 yet. Yeah. Um, and fairly athletic. So just without any science involved, like you will know within a few years, depending on where those, those years are located relatively fast, how drastically your body changes. I mean, I know a lot of people, specifically that won't work out for a few years and they used to ride roller coasters and then now they can't because their body can't handle it and that's not even doing really? anything yeah and that's kind of getting off topic but specifically like if you notice like you don't train your core and your body's not used to changing levels yeah. and being able to maintain basically like homeostasis within your body uh -huh. when you put g-forces to it after you haven't done it for years like your body doesn't respond well to it at all i mean that makes sense i just, i didn't even think i wouldn't have thought of something like that well i specifically looked into that <laughs> because i'm like man i used to love going on like uh not specifically roller coasters but uh those like really spinny rides yeah, where like yeah. it would really get the get gravitron to yeah like that <laughs> kind of stuff and there was a couple years there where like i wasn't really working out i wasn't doing anything but working full time and i just happened to go to king's island and I like jumped on one of those rides and I'm like, oh my God, like I can't handle this at yeah. all. And then I got back into working out and then we went again and my body could handle it way better. Like it just, you know, was more, yeah. more adapted to that kind of strain, like strain on my body. So, um, but getting back to that, I guess we could add alcohol consumption <laughs> to riding rides, but, um, so specifically working out, uh, Tom, let's go ahead and start getting into the topic of just what does alcohol do in general to our body? Like how does our body process it before it starts affecting anything? Well, alcohol, it is a macronutrient. Um, so that makes four total. Um, it's a macronutrient, but it provides no nutritional, like any, it doesn't give you anything. Um, the problem with alcohol is it's a poison in the body. So when you drink it, it take like the body takes, like it alcohol takes precedence in the body for ridding it. So if you like, if you eat a whole pizza mm -hmm. and then you go and drink, your body will actually stop processing 
the carbohydrates, protein, and fat and begin to process the alcohol because it wants it out of the system as fast as possible. Um, but it still technically like excretes it at the same time. It doesn't just like put a hold on everything. It just doesn't process the right. food. Right. So it's the the food is still moving through the digestive tract, mm-hmm. um, and it's just not pulling out the nutrients and stuff. Um, the problem here is like even one drink. So if you think about like an eight ounce like beer, that's going to take about an hour and a half in and out. So you add about an hour and a half for every eight ounces, roughly. That's going to be your time frame for ridding alcohol. Um, that's that's. You know, that's a straight NHTSA general police rule. Like, that's how you can, you know, you can actually calculate what you would blow in a breathalyzer based on how many drink, like eight-ounce drinks or four-ounce or two-ounce shots or whatever they are, um, that you can actually pretty much predict exactly what you would blow. Mm-hmm. Um, so alcohol takes precedence, and there's no nutritional, like, significance there to be had. So now you're just burning alcohol, not burning food. So your body is working to process it, but at the same time, it's not doing anything for the next hour and a half. Correct. Solid. Yeah. But Tom, what about the guy that drank beer, nothing but beer for a year, and he lost 20 pounds? Fuck actually, that. That, all right, this is hilarious. So is before, that guy real? Like, before this, I was actually... So uh, sometimes, depending on what the topic is, I like to get a good grasp on like maybe who we're talking to, right? Yeah, like yeah. maybe some of our athletes... Mm-hmm have this kind of mentality so believe it or not i get i i want you guys to do this jump on pinterest and type it type in alcohol and exercising and you will get <laughs> how all alcohol so or it, alcohol is a great uh ketogenic guide to weight loss um how alcohol alcoholic drinks will help you lose weight without exercising mm-hmm. and i'm just like you've got to be kidding me yeah. no. like Technically, this could work. It does, but yeah. doesn't yield any amount of benefit because everybody assumes that weight loss yields like healthier lifestyle. Well, you you could also be a bulimic and lose weight. Yeah, yeah. Or do is a that, bunch of coke. Is that healthy? Like that's not like you know. Sure, I could do a lot of. I could drink fucking straight like rat poison and fucking puke up well, my brains. And they lose used to do that, pounds. right? They yeah. used to give arsenic to people for weight loss. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a thing. Yeah, and it, it you know, and that's like just. That's this is like that's base level when that's like during. So we haven't even talked about like what happens after mm-hmm. injury, which is by far the most important. Uh, so all right, yeah. So your body processes alcohol first. It's its own macro. At the same time, it's still processing mm-hmm. other nutrients, but it's not accepting those. So it's still moving throughout the digestive system. So let's just say I go ahead and I do that. I drink. Saturday or like drink Friday night. Okay. I go go to the 5 p.m. workout and then I go out, you know, roosters, BW3s, have a few drinks. Let's just say it was a long game. I had five beers. Head to bed. I plan on waking up the next morning. What ends up happening? What time do you go to bed? Let's just let's let's just say it was a late game, so it's eleven thirty. And when was your last beer? Last beer. Uh, let's put it this way. I'm still wearing my jeans when I wake up, so it's probably <laughs> 11. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you worked out the night before, right before yep. you went out and drank. So okay. 5.15. Hey, <laughs> I, I read somewhere or heard it in a podcast somewhere. If I was going to drink, it was supposed to be right afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll get you drunk faster for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So 
here's the problem. So it's like you go to bed, right? And you're still processing alcohol. Well, the thing about alcohol consumption is it blunts protein synthesis in the mTOR pathway and lowers the anabolic response to growth factors in skeletal muscle. So what does that mean? That means you're going to essentially lower your testosterone conversion, which means you have excessive estrogen going through your, your body. For men, that means bitch tits. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's about as clearly as I can put it. And it's like, yeah, you can, like I said, you can get away with this shit when you're young. I still don't recommend it. It was a bad idea when I did it. Um, but the older that we get um, and you work out before you do it, you're thinking like, oh, I'm just going to get all of this out of the way. Yeah. I'm going to work out now and then yeah. I'm going to go reward myself. I'll, I'll sweat it out of my system. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Um, it, it's actually going to probably hinder. Like, yeah, I would probably, if you're going to have a heavy drinking night, I would actually probably recommend that you don't work out that day. Because um, you're just, now you're going to, like, extend that uh, recovery process. Your body's trying to do more. It's almost like having a cold. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I feel cold coming on. Like, I know I'm going to, you know, feel it later. So I'm going to exercise yeah. now. Yeah. And you're putting your body under more duress while it's trying to process alcohol. Yeah recover well yeah one way to look at it would be like if if somebody drove a car into your house right like you look at that like okay well now i need to repair that giant hole yeah. in my house but at the same time the house all of a sudden then catches on fire and that becomes the priority right so the hole and i don't know if this is a good analogy but this the, is a very <laughs> very crazy analogy but i see where this is going yeah it may be extreme but so like the the, the hole caused by the car is you working out and now your body knows like okay i have this damage i need to repair it I'm gonna I'm gonna build it stronger, right? Uh, but all of a sudden, when the house catches on fire, it overloads the system, and now it's just trying to put the fire out. It, it doesn't even care about the hole anymore. It's not a priority. Is that was that a good analogy or not? No, for <laughs> sure. I mean, it's it's true. It's it's to the point where like people don't realize like once you start compounding, everybody knows how compound interest works, right? Everybody knows how compounding mistakes work, and that's really what this is. Yeah. But you just don't necessarily see it. You feel it. A lot of us learn really well from like seeing results. Like, uh -huh. you know, I, I can see how compound interest works over time. I get to see my bank account, right? Um, but this is the same thing with just talking about general nutrition. If I don't, if we didn't have the in body and we still gave people the same nutritional advice that we do and they didn't get to see it, they still wouldn't believe it. Yeah. Well, the same, using the same example of compound interest, um, you know, you're not going to see the benefits of that in, in one day or two days or a week or three mm -hmm. weeks. But over the course of five years or 10 years or 20, you're like, holy shit, this has been incredible. Yeah, it, there's, there's a lot of shit going on here. I mean, you guys have to, like, think about, I, I mean, I think we, I don't know that I've ever actually, I don't think in our gym we've had anyone with, like, an excessive drinking problem. Not that I would They haven't told me. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever even seen... And that's... It's weird. Like, I think this podcast is probably going to be really aimed at, like... Uh, I mean, we do have drink... Like, we have drinkers. I know that. Um, there's definitely not anything wrong with drinking. We should probably make that clear. Yeah. But we need to talk about responsible drinking and when to. Um, but this really... Like, this, like, testosterone conversions, this is really going to apply to, like, the binge drinkers. So, like, going out and having, like, 10... I mean, shit... I swear to God, I used to be able to drink like a 30 pack of beer by oh, yeah. myself. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. I used to show up to a party with a 30 pack of Natty Light. Just yeah. Just get after it. Yeah. And that's like, 
you think about how crazy. Yeah, I just, I really wish I didn't do that. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> really, really. And we haven't even talked about all the bad shit that fucking happens. Yeah. Like, just negative stuff. But that's for another podcast, bro. <laughs> anyway, after all that. So you show up. You drink all night. You wake up in the morning. Your body, you're, you're going to work out again. Mm-hmm. So throughout the night, your body's trying to process all that stuff, right? So it's trying to process it. I, I'm, I'm basically, I'm trying to recover. So on, honestly, people don't get enough sleep to recover sometimes from the night before Correct. to the morning before, and they don't eat enough. So yeah. you could technically, hey, I ate, I ate my macros, at BW3s or Roosters, ate my macros, but I drank alcohol the entire time I was doing it. Came in the next morning. It was like I didn't eat anything all night. Yeah. And, and my body didn't actually repair everything that I worked out the night before. Yeah. I just stayed the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, part of that, like that, you talked about the sleep factor. Mm-hmm. So alcohol, especially, and that's why I asked, like, when did you stop drinking? Yeah. Um, and when did you go to bed? Because... The later you drink and the closer you drink going before going to bed, like something, you know, when I was in my 20s, I would drink all the way until I just passed out, passed out, basically. Yeah. Um, and that is really, really bad for your sleep pattern, because what it does <laughs> is it prevents you from entering REM sleep, yeah. your rapid eye movement sleep, which is your good quality sleep, mm-hmm. um, which is why you could dr- you, you stop drinking at 3 a.m. And all of a sudden you wake up at like 6 a.m. wide awake or yeah. 7 a.m. wide awake. If you've ever experienced that, I know I definitely have. And the reason being, I never got good. I was never able to enter the sleep cycles that would allow me to get good restful sleep. Yeah. I mean, even talking about like basic stuff, like the, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the thing, like uh, an hour of rest or hour of sleep before midnight is almost as good as two hours after. Yes, I have heard that. Okay, right. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I significantly will notice a difference if I stay up longer and sleep later into the day, like my body's already on a routine. It's already on a system. And like, especially if there's sunlight entering your room, like that's a whole nother topic. But specifically, like this is adding to compounded mistakes that you're going to feel in the morning for sure. Uh, So while your body's sleeping, you're never entering REM sleep. So you're definitely not recovering very well. Come the next morning. Well, yeah, I mean, just on that REM. So when we go into REM sleep, you're going to produce growth hormone. Everyone mm. does. So if you're never entering that, you're missing out a significant like recovery like option, big time. Like that's why guys and girls we wake up with guys boners. I've said it on the <laughs> podcast. Score ten points. <laughs> ten points. Uh, and you wake up, you know, ready to get after it. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think about that, Taylor? <laughs> Taylor's over, Taylor's over here sitting on the couch while we're doing this podcast, glaring she's at like, us. She's like, yeah, that's She what I really tell. wants a microphone that's, right now. That's when I say, Tucker, you got to get out of the bed. It's time to go, Tucker. <laughs> Tuck my boy out the room. Tucker, Gage. <laughs> so that's why, like, when you get these deep sleep, like, patterns, that's when we're gonna, our testosterone's going to, like, surge through our growth hormone. Even women, they, you guys produce testosterone. That's why the morning, mm-hmm. that's why that stuff happens. Um, so if we drink... All the way through that, there's a reason we wake up groggy and not wanting to have sex, not feeling great about the day, feeling weak, um, all that stuff. So that's why like that REM sleep pattern is very important. That's why we should not drink all the way up until we pass out. Especially, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of many reasons why we shouldn't do it. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, also, let's talk about some basic stuff that happens to the body. So let's just say I'm only drinking alcohol. So I'm drinking alcohol while I'm eating. Mm-hmm. At the same time, okay, I'm not actually hydrating my body. Mm-hmm. So my muscles are becoming dehydrated because I'm still flushing out yeah. any actual if I had any other uh, amount of water weight in my body, I'm basically flushing that out because it's using that to flush out all the poison, right? So I flush out all that. I'm essentially not drinking anything that's going to add to hydration-wise. So my muscles are basically shrinking, staying tight. Like This is a big thing that I've noticed from a couple people at the gym that I know specifically that will have naturally tight muscles will drink come in and try and work out on a Saturday and then end up having issues even when it's like a light deadlift or just a light compound movement because those put you in positions that A, we're probably not already great at, but then it yields to you being extremely tight. Like I I have done things where um, like I just haven't eaten a lot, I hadn't gotten a lot of sleep and I've came in the next morning and I've worked out again and I am nothing but tight. Like every movement seems tight. Like specifically for me is like pull-ups. Like I have to be fairly warmed up to be able to crank those out and there'll be days where it's like I should be able to crank out 20. Now after eight, I'm really starting to notice that my body is not ready to accept this at all. And so a lot of this is um, not science-based specifically this like the feeling and what you specifically feel during a workout but you're going to notice real quick and a lot of people are not very self-aware but they just point out all these things oh i'm tight because of this okay what'd you do last night is 90 percent of the questions that we ask is like that's our first one what'd you do last night what happened like what changed within the last 24 hours that made you like this so specifically drinking i mean I don't know how many more things we could possibly add to this, but I know we're going to add to more. <laughs> yeah. So, well, working out that next morning, so consuming excessive alcohol the night before inhibits brain function. So you come in the next morning <clears throat> with a inhibited brain function, and you're working out. You might do something real dumb. Is that why you guys ask all those dumb questions? <laughs> yeah, no, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's it's you might like go further than you think you should, or you might get angry because you're not thinking clearly you're thinking like a caveman and you're like i can deadlift this i know i can you're dehydrated go deadlift it and there goes your bicep um these things are real like this shit does happen Uh um so i that's like the whole inhibited brain function that's kind of like an oftentimes overlooked one but you guys all know what i'm talking about hangovers i mean that's 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 what we're talking about um there was like you know the whole so I do have, we do have, I, at least I do. There are methods for like limiting like the, the inhibited brain function and drinking. One of them is for every drink that you take, mm-hmm. you drink eight to 12 ounces of water. Yeah, that's so, a really good you one. You know, it's, it serves two functions. It's going to space out your alcohol consumption. It's actually what, drinking that much water. So if you, if, you had, if you had 10 shots, let's say, and That's you, a shitload of <laughs> yeah. shots. Oh, I know people. And I don't yeah. drink. <laughs> if you had 10 shots and you space that out with 12 ounces of water in between, that's 120 ounces of water. You're not even going to probably get... That's a, so much like volume in your stomach when you put that in there. You won't even be able to get to 10. Because yeah. you'll be like, I literally can't even drink two more ounces of a shot. I can't yeah. do it. But again, like 
who's and it slows you down. Who's going to do that? You know what I mean? Discipline people. Uh, I, I will say that, um, and I really don't uh, drink at that level anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a couple times a year or whatever, a special occasion. But um, I, w- I will do the, the water. I'll pace myself with the water. And what it does is it slows me down. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just from experience and learning the hard way. Um, and and once like people see like that's your rhythm, they're less likely to try to like push yeah. a drink on you too. Because yeah. peer pressure. Let's. I mean, we bitch. should probably talk about oh, that. Oh no, let's talk. About it. Let's <laughs> talk about it. Uh, you're right. Like, but like, let's uh, let's. Why don't you drink, Tyler? Uh, well, I think now um, it's just maturity. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I'm I'm 33 now. Um, all the way up until I was probably 27, 28, I could be talked into drinking excessive amounts of alcohol my wife will back this up (laughs) right and it caused issues because she's not necessarily a drinker so Mm -hmm. i'm coming home wasted being loud being maybe argumentative being whatever obnoxious and she's just like what are you why are you doing this like this isn't this isn't worth it i looked at it and i'm like okay you know there are certain times i can go out and i can have fun with my friends Mm -hmm. but i don't need to drink 20 beers anymore You know, I, I still enjoy beer. I, I'll, I'll buy a six pack, but now it probably lasts me and I get good quality craft beer. I like the taste of it. It'll probably last me a six pack, 10 to 14 days now. I mean, I'll have one kind of spaced out with dinner or whatever, just cause I, I enjoy beer. Right? And I, and I don't want people, if there are people out there that enjoy, they enjoy their glass of wine or they enjoy beer. Um, we're not really targeting this is this podcast isn't targeted to you we're not trying to do this isn't like this yeah. is your brain on drugs yeah. like this is not meant we're, to be we're going to give you some tools here in a little bit <laughs> yeah but um yeah peer pressure was big especially in the military yeah. right i mean you're out with 20 guys and everybody's getting shit-faced <laughs> yeah. it, you will be made fun of yeah so you know that's kind of what i was like i i don't know really when i stopped well i know the day that i stopped drinking um but like I almost feel like I drank. I drank for two reasons. I was. I, I still am. I'm socially awkward. So being in those situations, I feel uncomfortable because I don't necessarily just like opening up and talking. Yeah. And alcohol was a way for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you get drunk and you're like, "Oh, fuck, take off my shirt and fucking dance up in here." You know, <laughs> yeah. not socially awkward anymore. <laughs> yeah. Just awkward. And it's like it's like the party Tom. Like he's the coolest yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, and then it almost seems as though when I think about it, like I'm trying to relive certain things, like the military, for yeah, instance, yeah. that like all those good times that you had, you're like trying to like, yeah, let's go out and like get fucking crazy and have fun. But it's like that shit doesn't exist. At some point you have to realize it's time to move on. There are bigger and better fish to fry. Because I think that's the big one for me is like I stopped trying to relive like yeah. this thing that I want back so dearly. It's over. You know, now I have to go out and find something new. You know, and that's that's kind of like why I, I think that's it. the biggest factor that I see. And that doesn't even apply to athletes. That just applies to everybody in general. Yeah. Like whether it's moving on from high school or yeah. college or, you know, your single life after college, whatever it is. That's like the one thing that you can ask everybody why they drink. And it's like to forget or to remember. Those are probably yeah. the two, if I had to narrow it down, that people always give me. I just like I want to. It just I'm back here, man. I'm back at OU. Yeah, I want to remember yeah. what it was like. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you don't want to fucking remember in the morning because yeah. like you're you're really gonna pay for it. And so, like basically my entire life, I I drank on my bachelor party, but outside of that, I have never been drunk. And I can really? eat never. And wow. even like my wife has never seen me drunk. I and it scares me to death 
to be drunk because growing up, my dad was my dad was a police officer, but he was always just like, "Don't make stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. You never want to not be aware." Like, I was never. I, I grew up like both my parents were in the military. My dad ended up being a police officer, and the one thing that I like always prided myself on is being situationally aware. Like, I may not know how to handle the situation, but I know what's happening. Yeah. Right. So, like, regardless if we were going somewhere, like, I always was like that, and so. I knew like even if I was like hanging out with Taylor or you were in college or whatever it is, just all of a sudden drinking so much that I don't know or remember what happened last night yeah. scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Like it's not a fun feeling. It's not. Well, people are just like, oh man, it was so great. I don't even remember last night, but I think I had a great time. Yeah. But now Instagram reminds yeah. you of everything. Or or you get those you look at your phone, there's twelve text messages. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, dude, You're where a were you? Asshole. It's just like every every movie that you see now is like the rewind from last night, like The Hangover. Yeah, you like it starts at the beginning of the movie, is the end of the night, and then you rewind, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's also like the population that drink, like you talked about there, you touched it. They drink to either soothe their problems or forget a major problem in the past. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is probably the, the most, in my opinion, the most dangerous one. Cause what, like this is something like it's going to turn into a daily habit because now, like once you get that sensation, Oh, I can forget just by like drinking three next thing. It's four. Next thing it's five. Next thing it's every day, five. Next thing it's six. Now you're just getting like plastered every single day because there's something in your life that you can't stand or that you don't like, or you don't want to talk about or don't want to face or whatever it is, but that, that to me is the scary one because that, that can happen. We can have 10 clients at our gym that are like that. We just don't know. Yeah. And that's like, you know, you'll never know until mm-hmm. they like walk in their plaster, but they never will. Yeah. Cause but, they're probably functioning at you know, that point. And yeah. like, you know, how many people in America is a probably, it's probably the biggest drinking culture. I would imagine America. I mean, it was founded by drunks. Like it's gotta be up there. It's gotta be up there. <laughs> I mean, the number of like alcohol related deaths and alcohol. And it's rising. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if just, you just saw that report that yeah. got released. It's not good. It, you know, this is like, there's some serious stuff here and like alcohol is just the easiest thing because it's, it's legal. It's cheap. Yeah. You can just go and do I mean, it. let's put it this way. There's so many other things that we could do. Yeah. That already, if we did that same cycle for everything else, caffeine, I've got, I've gone on sprees where it's just like, yeah. I don't, it's not that I'm trying to forget anything. I'm just trying to do something. Yeah. Right. Which is not as bad, but it's still the same cycle where all I'm, I'm not fixing my energy level yeah. by managing my day, managing my recovery or, or exercising yeah. to find yeah. more energy or just specifically eating pr- appropriately, that kind of stuff. Like it's the same cycle, but now we're doing it with something that could potentially change our lives forever. Mm-hmm. In an instant. Yeah. Like, let's not forget that alcohol withdrawal is one of the only ones you can actually die from. Yeah. Like, that is very real and it happens a lot. So, like, you get addicted to alcohol, you can literally die from that withdrawal. It's not the same as heroin. It's not the same as cocaine. It's not the same as marijuana. You can actually die. Like, they literally, the the pharmacy prescribes you, I've seen in hospitals, they bring cans of beer to these people's rooms. Like, that's how fucking serious it is. Yeah. It's it's legit. Like, I've seen it with my own fucking eyes. Yeah. Literally, they go to the pharmacy, they pull out Bud Light or Bud White, whatever the fuck they have. You know? That's serious shit. Like, you're dealing with something here that's, like, and it's strange because it's legal, 
But this is probably what I think, I believe it's more dangerous than just about every other drug out there, in my opinion. Yeah. And one of the reasons I think it's dangerous, and we'll talk about this too. So that report I referenced earlier was that the life expectancy for Americans has gone down in the first time in 30-something. Yeah. Long time. Yeah, 30, 40 years. Uh, one of the reasons why life expectancy has gone down is suicides. Yep. Um, and just being a veteran, that's something that you know, I know it's like highly publicized, whether it's 20 a day or 22 a day, you know, the people argue, it doesn't fucking matter. It's too goddamn many. And alcohol is a major factor. And I would say probably, if not all of, most of those suicides. Um, so I had a buddy who took his own life in February and alcohol was a factor in that. And yeah, it's just, they try to mask, like you talk about the mask, masking the pain, right? And whether that sometimes is physical. Um, so you'll see a lot of uh, people who had a, like a physical job, or maybe even an athlete, maybe you hurt your back. Um, you didn't have great deadlift form. You're working out in your garage gym or whatever, you, you tweak your back. And then instead of trying to figure out the root cause of that problem, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a few beers here that makes my back feel better. And then that few few beers, all of a sudden, it becomes hard liquor or whatever. Um, and then you start taking pain medications on top of that. I know a lot of fo old football players will do do stuff like that. Yeah, chronic injuries, man. That's like serious stuff. And it is especially prevalent in the military uh, with veterans. And like right now, the VA, a lot of their solutions to that problem is pain medication. And so you have guys that have start started self medicating with alcohol, whether it's physical or mental. Um, and then now they're adding pills to this issue mm -hmm. and it only makes it makes it a lot worse yeah. and exacerbates the problem much quickly and you will start acting in ways that you would not have done if you were not drinking yeah and this so i think it's important for like what tyler just talked about there you also need to know your family history so like for instance um my mother who who's passed away um because of addiction to pain medication um she was all she drank. She didn't drink as much, but my do on my father's side, I have a family history of drinking in excess. Um, so I guarantee you, I have an addictive personality, and I can promise you this because you know, it's probably a good thing that I met Deb a long time ago, because I've had, you know, in the military, even when you're overseas, they they prescribe you morphine like mm -hmm. you can like you hurt yourself overseas it's not an option to sit this one out yeah. it's just not they'll literally give you morphine so you know you always have extra morphine when you come home well what's the first thing you do in ranger regiment at least you pop one and then you start drinking yep. and i can tell you right now that shit is fucking addicting to yep. me i could fucking do that all the time because that is an unreal it's like you're fucking floating like you can do you're capable of anything yeah and it's fucking scary when i think about it because okay. i know but i know that about myself so i can't do it like I'll, i can't even i don't even know i'm sure i'll have plenty of surgeries in the future who knows what i mean i just won't take pain medication because i know how dangerous it is and then i know that fuck i know how good it feels to drink and take pain medication it's fucking scary. It is. You know? I've done um, it. And it's like I lost my mom two years ago around on January 1st. And then um, I lost my friend who wasn't a veteran, but he made a, he made a terrible mistake while intoxicated. And it cost him his life. And, like, that was the day that I was like, I'm just fucking not doing it. Like, it's just, to me, the benefit, there is none. It, yeah. Like, uh, one good night of fucking going hard on the town. 
for like, what the fuck does that do for me? Mm. You know? And that's like a, that's a real, like, I'm sure everyone here probably has those stories. Everyone here. We all have, we know people who are alcoholics or addicted. We have them in our family. We are ourselves. Yeah. And it, you have to wake the fuck up. You have to realize what is this that you're doing? What is it? What are you escaping? Why do you do it? Because it's not fucking worth it. It's never worth it. I've never met anyone who was an alcoholic recovering said, yeah, all that was worth it. Yeah. Well, there's no in-between phase. Like, it, even if you simplify it to going out with your buddies and you're the DD, it's not fun to hang around them. No, it's You want to know why? Yeah. Because they don't do anything that's actually fun. It just seems fun when everybody's drunk, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, like, and I, I've been that guy on countless occasions where I sit back and you just kind of analyze the situation. You're just like, this you guys really aren't doing anything fun. You realize that, right? Like we're sitting at a bar paying for drinks that literally are not helping me in any way. And I'm just spending time drunk with people that you may or may not remember. And so like we've done this where I've gone out and I've been the DD and I watch people and depending on where you go, like whether it's a bar or you go to like not so nice of a restaurant, but it's like a bar in a restaurant and stuff like that. Being the sober guy, I'll sit there and I'll look around and like you can look at the bar where you see everybody's kind of drunk. They're still having a good time. But then you kind of look around and you see like different dynamics of groups and you're just like, man, those guys are still having a good time over there. Nobody's drinking. And I'm just like, I like that way better. Hey, it's freaking cheaper and I don't have that much money to spend on alcohol. (laughs) Yeah. Because I got buddies who are just like, I'll go to weddings and be like, oh, Kirk, how you doing, man? Like, good. I'm like, how's the gym going? I'm like, ah, it's going pretty good, man. And uh, and they'll be like, how much do you guys charge? I want to get into that CrossFit thing. I'm like, well, if you stay month to month, it starts out at 150. And they're like, man, I don't have that much money. And I'm just like, everybody does. I'm like, you're single. You're out of college. You have a decent job. Like, don't don't lie. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll spend... I just need to stop buying shots for everybody at the, yeah. when I go out. Like, yeah. I'm just like, guys, like it just, you just get to sit back for, and maybe it's because I've sat back for so long and like analyzed the dynamics and stuff. But I just look back and I'm just like, you're just almost living in that world. Of, I don't know if you've ever seen those video games uh, that like are movies that have like, you are now like in the video game. Like you can, like the matrix, like you can get sucked into that world. And I get like in the military specifically why it happens because you're trying to get through a portion of like your life. So like your life really stays the same for a couple years. So like that pattern is fine, but all of a sudden like you leave, whether it's four or eight years, a whole life, whatever it is during that time, you don't have time to really go grow unless your job doesn't demand it. Like, so you guys can attest more to this, but specifically like if I'm basic infantry, right? Um, and all I do specifically day in and day out, I drill, I get shipped, I do my basic job posting, whatever it is, just specifically for a couple of years, whether it's deployment or whatever, like nothing changes, right? Um, but then other people who are, are just say like in the civilian world have all the opportunity to grow and do other things outside of it because they haven't made a commitment to being in that same routine. Like specifically, if you're an athlete in high school, this is just the way it is throughout the season. Like, this is it. Like, nothing changes. You're on the same routine. But now you have all this opportunity, regardless if you're outside of the military and you've, like, you've served your active duty, you've retired, or maybe, you know, you're specifically a collegiate athlete, pro athlete, and you step back. You just realize you neglected the rest of your life, and it's extremely scary. Like, I've done that where I've been in college, and all I thought was just, like, working. Working was the solution. 
never did I think that there was this whole other world. And then Tom introduced me podcast, changing my mindset. How do I look at the world? And I think like we've always talked about that. That's the one thing you always have to go back to is like, if you extremely disagree on a topic or you're extremely, you know, devoted to one style of thinking, you need to change it because regardless if you stay with the same, like I'm going to drink, but now instead of drinking every night, I'm going to drink specific craft beer. Like now it's a hobby. Mm. It, it, you're doing the same thing, but you've just changed your perspective on it. And I found that to be like the biggest thing ever is the same thing I've done with coffee. I used to just buy coffee every day. Didn't matter what it was, but now I'll specifically like become like a coffee connoisseur because my approach to it, my mindset on coffee is completely different. I rather spend a high amount on a low amount of coffee, have a high quality, enjoy it instead of just being like, it's just coffee. It's just black coffee every day that keeps me going. And so it's little things like that that specifically will change the way you think, not just on that topic, but just the way that you perceive all the values in life. So, no, I, I mean, I'll use myself as an example. Um, you know, talking about being on active duty. So I was, I spent my first four years in the army on active duty, and like I said, in, in Germany, um, and that opportunity was wasted on me mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, I went to a lot of places with, throughout Europe. Uh, but it, and I saw a lot of stuff. I'm a history nerd, so I got, yeah. I got in all that, but I did not use my time there wisely because all I was doing was just going out and partying. Yeah. You know, I'd go to these, like these little towns and villages or even big cities like Paris and Rome. And I would just be getting wasted every night. Mm-hmm. You know? Same experience, <laughs> different atmosphere. It, very different. And like, I look at it my time there and I don't have a lot of pictures mm-hmm. and like my wife's like, where's all your pictures? I'm like, I didn't really take any. I was too busy, like just partying the mm-hmm. entire time. You know, I took it for granted. Now, if I were to get stationed there, it'd be so different. Like I would really maximize the opportunity and, and see and do as much as I could. Same concept applying to a different thing is me and Taylor really wanted to go on a vacay and all of my family goes to like, uh, like Mexico and they always go to the beach. Like, it's always the beach. It doesn't matter where. It's yeah. just different. It's the beach somewhere else. And she goes, it's weird. I looked at all her pictures, and they were all the same. She went to Hilton Head. She went to freaking Mexico, Cancun, Palm, whatever it is. It's all the same, but it's just in a different area. You, There's nothing unique about it. There's nothing. It's just the same thing over and over again, and it's just molded to make you think that it's different. Like you, if you, if you stepped outside and you went to out to like Mexico and you stepped outside your radius of where your hotel or all inclusive resort stays, you really wouldn't like it. And you get a much different experience, (laughs) (laughs) a significantly different experience and have a huge perspective change on whatever. And, and some, and this is what happens is it comes in small glimpses. So if, a specific example is you're like to and from the airport. If you have to find your own cab specifically to your resort, right? <laughs> oh, you're just yeah. like, oh shit, this is just, and then yeah. that just becomes the best part of your story when you yeah. come back home and tell it yeah. because it was different. Yeah. And that's all you, you're like, man, it was the craziest cab ride ever. There was like people driving down. There was like machine guns mounted to the back of cars. <laughs> like I thought we were scared, and, but then it was okay because we went through the pearly gates and then everything was awesome. Yeah. I just have, and nobody cares yeah. about after that I will part. say like my wife and I, we don't stay in resorts when we travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when we went to Belize, uh, 
you know, I, I didn't realize that Belize is pretty much a third world country. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we got down there, and like, there's no one waiting on you when you get to the airport. There's just some dude with a, like a 1982 station wagon. He's like, "Where are you headed?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh God!" <laughs> like this is like I'm like as we're sitting in the Christmas back seat, I'm like, right here. Uh, "Hey, if this guy starts taking us down a back alley, I want you to get out and run. <laughs> and I'm gonna fight him." And like, we like, had this whole plan, and it ended up being legit. But yeah. it's different, man. Like we stayed in a place, didn't have air conditioning. Um, and those are the kind of experiences like that gave my wife huge perspective Mm -hmm. and that was her favorite trip we've ever been on, you know, and that's like, Frank, you said, it's these new memories instead of look, and and if you do this, there's nothing wrong with, there are people that go to Outer Banks every year or they go to Myrtle beach or wherever they go to every, and they're just, they're chasing those memories. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about earlier. And there's, there is something to be said for remembering things when you're in a certain state of mind, which is Mm -hmm. why people drink, right? They'll, they'll, they'll more likely to remember the good times they had when they were drunk if they put themselves back in that mm-hmm. state of mind. Um, but looking to the past constantly is like, and I hope that this isn't like offensive to anyone, but that's like a loser mind state. Yeah. Like it never gets be better forward. than it was. No, I mean, people no, do that never. in fitness all the time. Or in relationships. I'm never going to be as good as I was. I'll, I'll get back with that person because I remember they're remembering all the good times yeah. they had, not, not why they broke up in the fucking first place. Yeah, I mean, all right, so if you guys are listening, apply any of those scenarios. I mean, all of them is just a perspective change. Like, it's all a mindset shift of not necessarily just looking from the past and just turning, looking at the future. I want to make a better memory than before. I want to be fitter than I was in high school. I want to be smarter than I was yesterday. Like, once you change that mindset, it changes everything else in the world. So if you guys... This is my best advice that I think I could possibly give on any topic. If you are struggling on one problem, don't concentrate on just that problem. Don't make that the only problem in your world. Change your perspective on other things that will eventually end up changing your perspective on that one topic. It just will. So anyway, that went deep and way off topic. <laughs> Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kirk is a snob. He does not want to go to the beach. He will only stay at Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Only the nicest for me. Only the best experiences. The best coffee. All right. So getting back to that. So we, you know, the drinking, right? So specifically inhibits, you know, protein synthesis, excretes at the same time as other nutrients, but your body doesn't absorb it. You guys, it aside from it just having... uh, physical implications mentally it affects you that's like the most dangerous point so if you guys are anywhere close to having something like that please reach out to one of us and you know we'll help you out as much as we can like try to find the proper like advice like it's not going to be like we're going to solve that crossfit doesn't fix alcoholism yeah but it is fixable and you know lucky for you guys kirk and i's wives work in the (laughs) medical field and they know a lot of shit about like where to go, where not to go, probably more important. Um, so yeah, there's lots of things like, don't be scared. Like just take it on. You, this is one of those things, just like fitness. You've got to just take it on yeah. like head first. You just got to accept it and deal with it and then get over it and move past it. And any embarrassing <clears throat> thing you've done while drunk, I've probably also done. So yeah, yeah. we can share stories. <laughs> I, I'm just, we're just lucky probably to have done it before. Instagram, Facebook was like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even then, I remember, okay, so I, when, when Facebook opened up and you didn't no longer have a college uh, email address, yeah. I had to go back and delete yeah. or untag myself mm-hmm. from like 400 plus photos. Like, I'm yeah. not kidding. Yeah. And that's not fun. Like, Dude, you that's don't a lot want, of work. 
Yeah, like I'll never be able to run for political office. Like I understand that, but like I don't want my kid or you know my mom to see mm-hmm. like when I thought I was being funny or whatever. It's like it's not worth it. <laughs> so true, so true. Um, so if you guys are past that point and you know, or you're in that point, let us know. But step forward, moving on here. What ends up happening? Let's go to what actually happens within your muscles that specifically inhibits. So we talked about it um, limits our testosterone production, affects our sleep, right? So our sleep affects our testosterone production. Testosterone production affects increased growth hormones, increasing muscle mass, mm-hmm. everything. So specifically, if I drink once in a while, a-okay, like we get it. You're going to you know an event. That's cool. This isn't for you. Anyway, yeah. moving well, at on. At the end. At the end, it could be tips yeah, and here, tricks. Here in a few, we're going to teach you how to like account for your macros. Um, but moving on, say, say I have a, you know, a beer or two every night consistently, <sighs> and I'm noticing a decline or not an incline in my performance. Yeah. What's happening? You're, just, you're literally in a deficit. You're just going to be constantly in that you know, deficit. You're probably, it's going to be, a, if you're having it too even... I would say even like this is where it starts to get weird because there are people out there who advocate a glass of wine a night mm-hmm. because of the resveratrol. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> there is not in order to like what you could get in a resveratrol pill. Yeah. Or like Costco or whatever. Yeah. 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 You would have to drink like 40 bottles of wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let's stop with all the fucking. But I heard something about dark red wine yeah. and dark chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. healthier. You, yeah. Like if yeah. you're like if you're having a drink every night, you got a problem. Like I, I don't. There's just I just don't think it's wise. There's a lot of like you're becoming dependent on this weird thing. Um, that's a problem. So now it's a problem that you yourself can solve because a drink a night is not alcoholism. Um, I mean, alcoholism has a loose definition, but it's probably not affecting your life in any like negative apparent way um, or your relationship with others. But you are somewhat reliant on it. Like if you don't have your glass of wine a night, what happens? Do you get pissed or like you're like, oh, this dinner just isn't as good. Like, like you know, so drinking every day, I there's nothing good that comes of that. There's no plus. Um you're probably trying to escape your work, I would guess. If you're like having, as soon as you get home, you crack that, you know, Budweiser, because that's what you do. You don't drink skinny beers, you drink the heavy stuff. You're probably not liking something about yourself or your life. I just don't see that being a good thing. And let's not even talk about like how it affects the liver. You know, that stuff is real. Even I'm, you know, I don't want to talk too far into that because I haven't read enough research to know, but I guarantee you a drink a day over your lifetime, it's probably not good for your liver. I mean, there's a lot of things that go along with this. I mean, you could look at whether it's a drink a day affects your liver, a liver. If you smoked, you know, one cigarette a day, what your lungs end up looking like. Uh-huh. Like there's a lot of physical, If all right, so like what I talked about before is you don't get to see what happens. Go on YouTube. There's a couple like where they specifically keep lungs alive and they'll let you see what happens after 20 cigarettes, Uh just 20 to your lungs. Uh, Look at the livers. Like I remember being in school, whether I think it was elementary school and or middle school. 
And they would come in and be like, hey, this is what a liver looks like out on alcohol. Like, obviously, it's not fresh. But, like, they end up bringing it out. And it's a real liver. This is what, it, like, a good liver should look like. Same thing with, like, the lungs, lungs, heart, heart. And the more that I read into um, alcohol has its biggest effect on um, your heart muscles. So I was reading into that. And so talking about tight muscles is it will primarily it will concentrate on, okay, so if you guys don't know this, every muscle group is not composed of like the same type of tissue. So if you like look throughout your body, your body's variation of what is composed in that tissue of like whether, so for example, for you guys would be like your fast twitch muscle fibers, like that kind of stuff. So start thinking about it like that. Um, so different things affect different parts of your body. So a good example would be, I think Tom told me about this before, was uh, certain steroids Mm-hmm. for women will affect your your their stomach right so like start thinking about it like this guys so this is this will affect certain things and it just happens to be that drinking and heart disease go hand in hand um so you guys will look into this and the more i read about it that's like all i ended up starting getting drawn to because the tighter um that your muscles are the less that volume your body is able to con- expand and contract so it's not able to pump as much blood all the way through and so therefore over a long period of time your body's working harder and harder yeah. and harder and harder to do the same job that it would do if you just didn't give it that um so that was the big thing that i was looking into that i found extremely interesting so if you guys are at all interested in that that's probably every research article that i found was talking about that yeah and columbus the tightest close to home I and mean, columbus is always like in the top three drunkest cities in the united states every seriously day. yeah like I think it's Minneapolis is like number one, like Vegas. Like Vegas. Those, those are like the ones that, and then they base that off like DUIs, bar sales, like all mm-hmm. these things. And so like Columbus does have a, have a drinking problem um, or drinking town. And I'm sure some of that has to like with us in Minneapolis, for example, it's just the weather. Yep. Um, plays a big, big too, yeah. a big part of that. Yep. Um, and to say, well, you, you know, you drinking every day. There are how many people, you know, will spend all kinds of money on supplements all kind of money on meal plans. They'll they'll be very strict with their diet, and then Friday night comes around, and it's you know, hey, I'm gonna drink ten. I'll drink ten twenty beers, and then like they don't account for that, and they're like, I don't understand why I'm not getting the results that I want. I don't. I can't figure it out. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, so let's talk about that. Is um, going through and the results, the results portion of it. So we kind of talked about what happens and why you end up losing weight while you can be drinking alcohol, right? It's because it's processing all the other food that you're eating. You technically, it's like being bulimic almost, right? Like in, in one shape or form, like your body's still processing it or not processing it because it's being masked by some something, right? Um, now that extent is very one-sided, but going through that same thing if i'm not getting the same amount of protein the same amount of carbs that i need to increase my muscle mass eventually increasing volume increasing weight duration of the workouts is eventually going to lead to injury and that puts you guys back kind of what tyler said and there's just this ever looming circle of no results no recovery no performance so just constantly going back and forth And that I see a lot of times happen without even adding alcohol into the mix. I mean, we've talked about that as coaches several times. So what else you guys got about alcohol? 
we can talk about how to account for it right, responsibly yeah, yeah. in your macros. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what else we got, man. <laughs> All right, so accounting for macros with alcohol. Yes. Take it away. This is simple, actually. So if you're going to drink, um, I think you need to be responsible about it, and you need to know exactly how many you're going to drink before you drink. And then if it's like a party where you bring your own, that's what you bring. Like, you don't bring any more... Um, that's just, you're going to know ahead of time what you're going to drink and that's it. Yeah. And then you got to have discipline to enforce yourself to abide by that. Um, but in doing so, you're going to be able to modify your macros throughout the day to account for the calories from alcohol. Um, this way you don't get, you know, fat essentially. Cause the problem with alcohol is you generally, it lowers your inhibitions and you go for, you know, the pizza, the crazy uh, pizza rolls. I know pizza people. rolls. Well, yeah, the, the fatty foods in general, yeah. right? Because of what you're doing to your liver, your body starts to crave yep. that fatty. Because it stops that as well. Like, your body won't process its fat. Yeah. So, if you, this is how simple it is. Um, I, I generally recommend taking, so when we count for alcohol, you're going to have to take away from protein, fat, or carbs. One of them. You're going to have to take grams away. I recommend carbs because the other two our body actually needs. We don't mm. necessarily need carbs. Um, so what you do is you count how many uh, grams of alcohol you're going to drink for that day. You get So if there's seven calories per gram of alcohol and you drink 10 grams of alcohol, that's 70 calories. Now you have to go into your carbs. There's four calories per gram of carb, and you have to now do the math. It's going to be just, it's going to be like 18. So you're going to minus 18 grams of carbs from your daily intake that day to account for that one beer. And that doesn't sound like a lot to you guys. I, especially if you don't know macros or know how, if you're hitting macros consistently, how much it affects your body. If you guys are eating more than you typically should for macros, fat loss, right? So like if I'm eating more, then all of a sudden you start subtracting already something that you're not used to hitting, your body is going to start craving stuff. Uh-huh. And immediately the first thing you're going to want to kick is the alcohol. Yep. I mean, that goes for macro dense foods. Like if you specifically are, you know, akin to, I don't know. Um, oh, here's a good example. Sometimes I'll stop by and I'll get like a, uh, a mocha from um, McDonald's, dude. That destroys your carbs for the day. The day, and you're just eating straight freaking like beef jerky and just straight protein. There is zero left in there, um, because honestly, it's not just. There's a lot of fat in there as well, because like if you depending on what you end up getting in that mm-hmm. mocha, I mean that when you throw your fat off, that throws your entire mood off throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. Your body just does not process it well. Yeah. I mean, the, it does not process the lack of those nutrients well. It's actually, it's that's how you count for alcohol. Um, it's actually pretty fucking simple. I don't. I, <laughs> Took yeah. a long way yeah. to get there. Yeah, Everybody's everybody, like, oh, that's all I wanted. I do think people metabolize alcohol differently, and oh, that yeah. should be something that accounts for me. I'm six one two twenty, and I can I can drink a lot of beer before it mm. really starts to affect me in a, in a negative way. Um, some people cannot, uh, like my wife, for example, I mean, she has one beer and she's kind of, she's like, well, I'm about to go to sleep, you know? And like, that should be something that you factor in, not just 
whatever you read online where it says you can drink this many drinks per hour or whatever because everybody is different with that yeah yeah i mean size how much you drink like i know me like i'm not a big guy but i don't drink at all so when i drink like I'm not going to be in the same state as if Tyler, you know, could have drank more and be better than I would be yeah. the next day. Um, and that goes with everything. I mean, some people's body doesn't process dairy very well. Like specifically, you, this is why like you really need to start testing your body and like, you know, and just being more self-aware of, okay, how do I feel the next day? How do I look the next day? Like we've gone through like what your, your body looks like after I have like a pizza on Friday night and still wake up and go work out the next day. Like these kind of things you really need to pay attention yeah. to. So now let's talk about what should you drink? What should I drink? What should right. you drink? <laughs> if you're going to drink, what, what should, should you drink? <laughs> this is going to be the this article is, that we publish. This is where like you fitness snobs that listen to this podcast. This is like, this is going to be like your peanut butter and jelly. Right here. <laughs> like this is what every like big, like someone who's like all in CrossFit and paleo and like all the shit. They're like, Man, I just want to drink hell. I want I want paleo cookies. Like, how do I make naughty paleo cookies? It's the naughty. same thing. Like naughty. this, you guys are all like this. Trust me. And my and you guys probably have some opinions here too. If you're going to drink, I think the first thing that you should choose, if you have the option, is wine, red wine. Um, I think the second thing you should choose is probably clear liquors. So specifically tequila is probably, I, I, you could even put tequila above red wine um, or vodka simply because they actually, those are fermented grains from the earth. So we're at least staying. Tom, are you telling me I get protein? No. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> put that in your protein shaker. Yeah. Get after it. So <laughs> I would choose like from that list, Rob Wolf actually has, it's actually good. I had it a long time ago. I don't. Do you know what he calls it? It's like. Uh yes, I cannot remember right now. Yeah. It's some kind of like. Uh, God damn. It's 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 like a uh, margarita, but it's yeah. like straight paleo style. Um, you're not adding a ton of sugar to it. You're using like lemon juice and stuff like that. It is actually pretty damn good, and actually pretty clean. So you're like, this is the one. Th here's the one thing you shouldn't drink: mixed drinks. Yeah. Yeah, those are gonna fucking creep up on you so fast, like a Jack and Coke. Go ahead and do the calorie breakdown on that, and especially like six or like Long Island iced teas. The, yeah, those Jesus or the, any kind of like uh, Russians, like white Russians. <laughs> yeah, any uh, for me, it's like the sugary stuff. If I drink that, I will get sick, yeah. and yeah. I only have to drink. It's not the alcohol that's making me sick; it's the sugar. <laughs> and I'm about to break all your hearts. That not your father's fucking root beer. <laughs> no. That is that is a I've mixed, never heard of that. Oh, oh man. It I I've I've literally had probably like three drinks of that and I was yeah. like, holy yeah. shit. It's it would make this, me sick. Yeah. It, I was like, this is straight What's wrong sugar. With it? Oh sh sugar. Sugar, oh. yeah. No, it, it tastes like it tastes it, like the best root beer it, you've ever good. had. Okay, so yeah. th this would be it. This is half this is the other reason why I was super scared to drink, is I don't like the taste of beer. I oh, don't like the taste that's of why this company's so successful. Um yeah. is because I like sugary stuff. And I know, like, Zima's if I can't taste the alcohol Zima. in there, if I can't take the uh, taste the alcohol in there, I I could drink that all night. Yeah. Like I, if there's one addiction that I have, it used to be juice. Like I used to drink a ton of juice, and then gin and juice, baby. Not even, not even <laughs> alcoholic. Not even, not even like a mixed drink. There's none of that. But I would drink so much like grape juice or orange juice yeah. and stuff like that. 
and then the first before I even like cared about like working out and all that other stuff and measuring um, what I eat is the dentist was like, dude, this is decaying your teeth <laughs> yeah. like no yeah. other. Because um, when I sleep, I will like clench my teeth mm-hmm. and I like bite down. And he goes, this is just compounding the issue. So yeah. you need to stop. And I haven't yeah. like even Taylor can attest to this. We hardly ever have juice in this house yeah. like if she gets juice it's mainly because of, she wants it well it's yeah i mean what you and there's every kind of fruity i mean whether it's you know the the apple, apple cider orchards there's oh my the, gosh uh, there's even that orange soda now yeah. that yeah. i mean like any flavor that you can imagine it exists they figured out a way to do it yeah and just trick you and they're like, oh, you don't like beer? No problem. Buy this for $10 a six-pack. I'm, yeah. I'm tell- If you haven't had that, I'm telling you, if you gave that to a kid, they would not know the no, difference. they wouldn't. They would not know the difference. There's not. They might taste a wee bit of like, I don't even think so, though. I literally think they would just chug it and be like, hey, can you make a root beer float with that? <laughs> like, literally, it is that damn sugar. Yeah. Um, that's the stuff. And that, see, we didn't never have, they never had stuff like that 10 years ago. Yeah. No, now, exactly. all of a sudden, like, you can't go, I can't walk in Giant Eagle without there being an enormous display yep. of not your father's root yep, beer. Exactly right. And it is that popular. And they've, like, now they've branched off. Now they do cream soda, they do the orange soda, they do. It's insane, and I guarantee all of them taste like like gourmet pop. Yeah, it's like that's yeah. what it, that's no, what exactly. it is, with a little bit of kick. Like that's the stuff you guys have to watch out for because that stuff that's the stuff that gives you the belly fat, that gives you like that massive sugar. That's what gives you a big headache too is the sh- the excessive sugar intake while alcohol. Act, now you you're compounding dehydration. Not a good look. Not a good look. So things that i should drink recap yeah i'm probably gonna go back i'm gonna change my number one i'm gonna say tequila all right so go over these when you're when you're going through these why why are you choosing these tequila is actually they've done a shitload of tests on tequila and it's actually by a significant portion it is very well processed because isn't that the the one thing that everybody says like don't drink tequila that's just because of the way it makes you're talking about (laughs) don't drink the worm baby (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's yeah, that is that's the gold tequila. Yeah. Okay, and yes. that's generally because of how people act when they're on okay. tequila. Okay, okay, all right. So not this is not of, the side effects, not right, how the body processes yeah, so, it. Okay, yeah, the let clear, me, the silver, or whatever, let, it has like agave. Yeah. And stuff like let that. me let me clarify. Don't drink Jose Cuervo. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> One of the four horsemen, he's out. <laughs> okay, he's gone. Say bye bye to Jose. Okay, we're talking like if you're gonna drink, this is another thing. Drink. The highest yeah, quality, quality shit. No. Like weird. I'm starting to notice a trend here. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna drink, be a fucking snob. Yeah. Like you no, only drink like uh, 1800 tequila. That's good stuff. Uh, pff, what's the most? Like what's the other one that's like real expensive? Uh, Avion is, is yeah. a good brand. I, no, yeah, that's a big one right now. Like the if you can see through it, like it's water. Yeah. That's that's very well made. Not only does it taste better, you will not feel like shit. Yes. the next day it's like the clear, bombshell. clear liquors. For whatever reason, they just don't give you that crazy hang. Now, if you drink it in excess, well, you're just gonna fucking well, yeah, eat course. it. Um, <laughs> but the clearer the liquor, the better. So, like, then you've got the vodkas. There's like high end vodka. That's that's number three. So number one, high end tequila. Number two. Red wine. Why would you say red wine? Uh, it does have more health benefits than mm-hmm. white. Um, and don't 
don't buy dessert wines for fuck's sake. Like, oh god. Yeah, I know they taste great. <laughs> Trust me, like they I do. I disagree. I think they taste like trash. I, oh man, I taste. <laughs> I tasted some really. I could probably name off ten. Yeah. There, there are some really, really good ones, and they taste like fruit juice. Yeah, those thing. would be that would be up my alley. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad thing. You need like dr- like straight dry. dry. Ugh, that's they, the worst. I like you like drink one of those and you're like, yeah, yeah. It's an acquired taste again. Yeah. It is, so. and that's you know. But there's also like if you again be a snob, buy the ones that have like that fruity aftertaste because that does they do make that. Mm-hmm. But it's going to cost you more than that five dollar bottle of Oliver's. Two buck Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> two buck Chuck. And I think it's like two fifty buck Chuck now. <laughs> they keep raising the Inflation. price. Yeah, inflation's a bitch. <laughs> um, but yeah, so red wine, be a snob, and then third, I'd say vodka. Go go high end. Um, then after that, if you're gonna do anything after that, there's only one thing to do. And that's Johnny Walker, baby. <laughs> Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. I'm not talking about that cheap shit either. <laughs> I'm talking about that that $170 bottle. The blue label. I was telling blue label? I was telling you guys about this the other day that Johnny Walker commercial that I was oh, yeah, trying yeah, to explain yeah. to you. I'm like, if you guys haven't seen this commercial, you have to see it because He's like do a terrible job describing. No, it. I totally am. But I'm just gonna give you like a short recap. Like you watch it and you think it's gonna be like a Hallmark movie <laughs> because like it's all these like you know a guys getting married. There's like, I don't know, maybe somebody had a kid. That's why the, the, the nurse was in there or something like that. Like it's like celebrating these major occasions. And there's like, you don't see really any alcohol throughout it. And then at the end, it's like, Johnny Walker, keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> and I was just like, thought that was going to be a Hallmark commercial. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So Took a turn. Just go. You got to go high end with alcohol. There's also like, if you also start to look. So this is kind of like a, a thing I actually learned very early on in my drinking career, I guess I'll call it. Um, like uh, natural light, natty light, as it's more commonly known in the hood. Um, it actually has like half the alcohol percentage yep. of like Budweiser. So you have to, if you look at like the calories and the alcohol percentage taken in, it's almost always a better deal for you. Yep. More bang for your buck, if you will to go with like a, a like a craft beer or like a Budweiser than drinking because you'll have to drink twice as many natural lights to get that feeling that you're looking for. I mean, same thing with wine. We were just looking yeah. at that last night when we were looking at like higher quality wines, like the alcohol content significantly different based on white and yep. red wines. Oh, yeah. So like that's another thing you guys have to consider. Um, you have to drink twice as much natural light to get to the level of like a Budweiser or your general like – seven percent alcohol by volume craft beer i think the price helps limit how much you drink as well yes it does um because like when i spend you know 10 12 dollars on a six pack i don't just want to blow through it mm-hmm. like i really want to savor it enjoy it yeah um because i can't go to the bar and spend 200 dollars a night like that's yeah. not gonna work and that's like that's like why johnny walker blue label is like a big deal because that's actually like a status symbol in most big time like CEO's office, mm-hmm. they have like three bottles of that. And there was even a level above Blue Label, which I think it costs like three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, per bottle, which is fucking yeah. Insane. If you get a shot of Johnny Wall, oh, a glass of Johnny Walker yeah. Blue Label, it's like twenty thirty dollars depending on where you're at. Yeah, so that kind of makes me want to buy it. And nope. I'm not even an alcoholic <laughs> fan. If it's thirty dollars, <laughs> it's got to be good. It right? is good. It, is, it good. is good, and like that's the thing, you know. 
that's class like that's what i guess i would call like classy drinking yeah like on the rocks type stuff yeah like sipping bourbon um that's way more beneficial and it's going i'm telling you right now if you can sit down and you sip a whiskey you're not going to drink a ton because yeah. it just, unless you're just like you've been doing it for 20 yeah, years. Yeah, you're not going to be downing them. No, it's like <laughs> you you will have one and you'll be like, yep, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. I don't know if I want to put myself through that again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like, but that's, that that's my opinion. <laughs> All right. Johnny Walker, this podcast is brought it's to you. It's Johnny Walker. <laughs> keep Johnny walking. Walker, keep walking. Let me just put it this way. I would be that guy that would, for the first time, so I'm gonna, I get this information from you guys and like, next bar I go to them. You got some Johnny Walker back there? I'm sorry, we don't serve that here. We don't have that kind of. Uh, I'm like, fuck, asshole. I even like the gold label. That's what I had at my yeah. wedding was yeah. gold label, and it's it is significantly cheaper. I mean, it's like eighty dollars a bottle. Yeah, and like clarify here, we'll we'll talk about recovery next. Um, I I do think there is a place. I know we probably said it, but you like, it is our right to drink. And you, there's a lot of very cool things out there with associated with drinking. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to get fucking like plastered drunk or even drunk at all. Yeah. Like I remember, yeah. one of the things I always remember about my first trip to Mexico is Deb and I took a like it was like a museum tour of tequila. Like I forget which tequila brand it was, how they make it, and they actually teach you how to drink it. And that was like a very eye opening because they make you, they give you like this cheap stuff like Jose Cuervo in these little cups and you put it in your mouth and you have to swish it around for 30 seconds. Really? Yes. And then <laughs> that's and a then, long 30 seconds. Yeah, and then like swallow it. And then they give you this high end brand, like the 1800s and like all that. And you see a humongous difference. Oh, like what was difference? Like, like, is it just taste. like, Oh, yeah. taste. It's yeah. so clean. Like, yeah, it is. I'm t- like, that's why like when you should go to these type of museums, like Mexico, for yeah. instance. They're, like that's the home of tequila. Yeah. Go to these things and like pay the money to do the tour because you actually learn how it's made. You learn the differences and how like yeah. distill. You learn the difference between the cheap and the good, and then they make you do stuff like that because it's like, wow. Like, yeah. And you don't get drunk doing yeah. that. No. Yeah. You actually like you actually enjoy it. Like yeah. you swish around that alcohol in your mouth. You're like. Holy shit! This is burning my face <laughs> off right now. I See, that's know. that's where I know I feel like I would wuss out, and I'd be like, I can't swallow this now. I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, got like but, a cup uh, I can spit up in. I'm telling you though, like you actually, after doing that, you can appreciate, and it, it, it probably changes your perspective on alcohol oh. as well. It, it, you know, you can actually appreciate the way a tequila tastes. You don't have to do it in a shot. Like yeah. I could drink tequila in a glass on the rocks and be just fine mm-hmm. because I understand like what what they're going for. Yeah. You know. Like, I forget what those people are called who specialize in this shit. Sommeliers. Som- uh, sommeliers. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Those guys are pretty Somalia. fucking good. Sommeliers. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> those guys are freaking amazing. There's only, there's not a bunch of them. But that's what they do. They, like, teach people how to do this stuff. Yeah. And it's really, really cool because now, like, I don't look at tequila the same way. I don't either. I, I got exposed to really good uh, clear tequila when I was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I have no idea what it was. It's like one of my big regrets was not finding out what, what that was. But like now I'm like, oh, this is actually really changed. I, I did not like tequila. I thought it tasted terrible. I didn't like the way I felt on it. And I started drinking that and I was like, this is like game changer. Yes, it is. It, it, and that's, see, that's responsible drink, like learning and like, you know, understanding it because it does. It, you know, it kind of it alcohol can't take the edge off of like a hard week. You sit down and you have like one glass of whatever. 
that's that's enough and that's not really going to it's not going to do anything to you in the long run it's just not even if you go out if you work out hard that day have one glass that's like the glass you've had in three weeks and then go out and work hard the next morning there's nothing nothing that's really going to harm you well guys that puts a wrap on alcohol Mm -hmm. recovery that's recovery recovery what do you do for recovery tyler what do I do? Yeah. I've heard some. I, this is probably the one thing that I know a lot about simply because this is like what everybody in like CrossFit, like when I, when I, I listened to a lot of podcasts in the beginning, it was talking about like partying in CrossFit. And so there was all these different concoctions that you could like possibly take to avoid. Yeah. It's all right? garbage. It is. And I'll talk about this real quick is that same lady. So this is actually super interesting. They now have those like, uh, fit like drinks yeah, that you can buy yeah. afterwards to yeah. avoid the hangover yeah. and avoid all that crap. And the this uh, um, somebody in our family had looked it up. The same owner that makes those is the same owner of Cheryl's Cookies. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I'll have that to look it up to double check it. But she told me she's like, yeah. She goes because I'd never heard about these, so I looked it up, and it was the same owner of Cheryl's Cookies. And I'm like, interesting. Yes. This is very so. interesting. Yeah. Um. I don't go ahead. Tyler. I, I, I say I, if I find myself not having drank water, like interspersed throughout, I'll make sure I try to drink um, some before I go to bed Yeah. and I'll try to like chug like a, you know, decent amount, like 12 plus ounces. Yeah. Um, then when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is start pounding water and then I'll try to, to get some food in me, um, like an omelet or something like that. Yeah. Like generally pretty quick. Yeah. Notice he didn't say greasy food. That's a common, like, oh, I'll just eat the most greasy well, Does your thing. body just crave that, the fatty food? It because will. it's been all night? Yeah, it can. Like, a lot of people think, like, oh, I'm just going to eat, like, the most, like, a greasy, greasy meal because that helps with alcohol hangover. It's not true. Like, that's, that's a, and that's actually another reason why people get fucking fat. Um, there, it really is no magic cure hangover. No. The cure, the, the hangover cure <laughs> is either not drinking to that level or like we talked about earlier, breaking them up with H12 ounces of water in between. You'll be surprised um, if you're gonna like drink this New Year's Eve. Try it. I mean, I mean that sounds like a way more enjoyable New Year's Eve. Is if I like New Year's Eve was one of those memorable moments where I went out and bought like a really nice high quality thing and just sat there and sipped. A, it's a lot less work to be honest. Like if, yeah. like. Go out and party in Natty Light, 30 cans of that. <laughs> One really expensive glass that you're just like, oh, man, this is it. Yeah. And, like, odds are probably you're not going to drink that entire thing, right? No. Like, I don't know Hell how – I have no idea how big these glasses so are. You're so talking, you're like a fifth, basically. Like, if you buy a thing of liquor – well, unless it's tequila. But, like, if Johnny Walker, you're, you're buying generally – they have smaller ones, but you're yeah. generally going to buy a fifth. Okay. And you're not crushing that. Well, you could <laughs> – uh, I don't recommend you it. won't if you pay $180 <laughs> for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, see, well, I wasn't sure if they were like one of those like nice little, I don't know. I've some seen some of the tequilas of those. are where yeah. they're like okay. the smaller little bottles you're talking about. Yeah. Johnny Walker's like the size of that. Probably or? up here, probably damn near the, a little bit. Yeah. So you com- can tell, you can tell my, my lack of experience when it comes to even like the bottle size mm-hmm. on these. Yeah. These, I mean, that's, that's, it comes in a box. Okay. Oh. Yeah, but not a Crown Royal type bag. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, the one, that's the one thing I see people carry their jump oh, ropes in. Yeah, it's a Crown Royal yeah. bag, and I'm like, oh my gosh! I'm like, it's so funny because now that I look back at that, I saw like the purple bag with like the gold writing and stitching <laughs> on it. I remember when I was in uh, kindergarten, 
kids would bring crazy oh, yeah. bones to yeah. school in one of those bags. Yeah. And I had no idea. I was like, oh, did you get that when you bought your crazy bones, man? <laughs> I was like, and then like nobody's like, no, my mom and dad had this. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> did you get that when you bought your crazy bones? I don't even know what crazy bones It's either. just like a phase like Pokemon. Like oh, it okay. just wasn't as big for sure. But it, there was a, a point in time where we had those. Yeah. I had pogs. It was similar to pogs. Okay. It's very similar. Like it's same kind of thing. Um, so Yeah, that's, um, but I, I, you know. I, this will be put up for New Year's Eve. Yeah, this will be tomorrow. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I hate, I hate, <laughs> just in time. I hate, just in time to ruin your New Year's or <laughs> make it the most memorable yeah. one ever. Yeah. You know, so that is true. Like, I don't. I would challenge all of you. You know, I don't have an issue with drinking. Do the water thing. Like, that's not if you're gonna drink and you already know you are. Try the water thing. So, literally, have your your special drinking cup or whatever the fuck you drink out of and then have a water cup. And then every time you drink, drink water and you, you'll be surprised. And then, you know, I guess send us an email and let us know like, Hey, that was actually fucking amazing. I had a blast and I woke up the next day and I was like, this is the best new year's day ever. I, I actually, I want to, this is probably going to end up being bad, but I actually do want to see this. If you guys do decide to do like a super high quality, Tag us on Instagram, the Storm Podcast, and take a picture of not just you drinking it, <laughs> yeah. but like a high quality night. Like if you're like sitting out on the patio, you're like in Florida, you have somewhere nice, and like you are actually having like a legit awesome time. Yeah. Like whether you're sitting out like on like patio, whatever it is, the beach, enjoying Johnny Walker, high quality stuff. Dude, tag us in that. I want to see that yeah. because that sounds like an awesome time to not, me. To be honest, not pop off vodka. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't pour $3. it in there. Don't go grab that empty <laughs> an empty bottle that you've been hanging on to for a while and just fill it up and totally Photoshop the shit out of that. And if you get a uh, two for one deal on Johnny Walker, go ahead and uh, <laughs> send us. Yeah, CrossFit Pickerington seven seven three Wind Miller Drive, Pickerington, Ohio. Isn't there some transportation tax on that or something here? Mm, yeah, we don't. We don't, don't worry about. We don't have to worry about that. Worry about that. That's your guys's your guys's job here. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of the podcast. So we're going to go over uh, this past week's statistics, top five cities and states. Still no other countries. The other, there's other countries in here, but they're not, they're not creeping in the top five. Number one, Canal Winchester, Ohio. Number two, Fresno, Ohio. Fresno? Like Fresno. The, like, God damn it. Not Fresno, California. Fresno, Ohio. Fresno, really? Ohio. Yeah. See, I, we learn new I'm, shit about Ohio every time. Ohio is the, like, the, King of, of stealing names. Yes, I know that <laughs> like when you pull it, London, Ohio, and yeah, Paris. When, when you pull it up, the first thing you see on the little map is White Eyes Pizza and Carry Out. Really, really, that I'm can't intrigued. be a big town. No, let's uh, give me one moment. And yeah, they do have post. You are the owner of White Eyes Pizza and Carry Out, <laughs> and you carry Johnny Walker seven 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 three Windmiller Drive. Okay, this is a, yeah, it isn't. It's in Coshocton. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, we might yeah. know who. The, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's weird because it used to be Coshocton, but now it's um, Fresno. Interesting. Maybe our statistics are just getting Coshocton. better. That's well, kind of near Coshocton. It's maybe the people in Coshocton were bragging about the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Their friends in Fresno. Absolutely. Yeah, slowly spreading. So coming off. up the next podcast, if that theory is true, <laughs> we will have Baltic, Ohio, <laughs> and Sugar Creek, Ohio. Didn't we have Sugar Creek once? Yeah. Oh. No, Sugar Creek was uh, yeah. oh, they're. 
Well, I, they're oh, number see. six. Oh, they're see. number six. See? It's like wildfire. Ooh, yeah. The shit. Ebola. Well, all right. Hold so on. Give me the next one past Sugar Creek. Dover is up there. Dover we've had oh, before. Oh. What about, and then really the next big, there's Strasburg. There's Hold on. Winesburg. You motherfuckers better listen to this podcast. <laughs> and then there's Berlin. We've had Berlin, haven't we? Uh, but we've actually had Berlin, like Germany. Germany. No, that's not you guys. Then the next major city is Canton. I don't have Canton on here. Let's go south. Zanesville. Zanesville, yeah. Plainfield. No. What about Fraseyburg? No. <laughs> I bet people are just loving this. Oh, they're just like <laughs> fucking Ohio. They've only named off like two cities already. <laughs> we'll get we'll get an email from like New Moscow <laughs> saying, "Hey guys, you didn't fucking say my name." Anyway, by so, the way, New Moscow <laughs> is that a real? Yeah, like, that's. Not honest me. That's weird. Ohio's uh, weird. Let's see. Okay. Canal, Fresno, Yaleville, Arkansas, Ford, Dayton, number five, Pickerington, Ohio. But there's, I tell you what, if you guys, I don't know why, but you guys always seem to, people with really weird city names try and creep up here. Here's one. We're going to do an Ohio geography podcast. P-U-Y-A-L-L-U-P, Washington. Poyulup. Right here. Oh yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, there's some there's some weird ones out there. All right, guys, that concludes today's podcast. You guys got any uh, closing remarks here? Just have have fun on New Year's. Have you know, like it's quality of life for me. It always goes. I always say this: quality of life, right? So if you enjoy like like myself, a couple beers here and there throughout you know span of a week, a couple weeks, whatever, like. And and that and you enjoy that and that's your thing that that's fine. We're not saying you're you're an evil person if that's, but if you like if Tom was saying if if you try to give alcohol up for two weeks and you can't do it, well then you know like let us know we'll have a conversation about that because mm-hmm. um, it it may be a deeper issue. Yeah. Uh, keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> Another five thousand dollars. I'm gonna hashtag that. Keep walking. <laughs> All right, that concludes today's podcast, guys. You guys have a safe and fun New Year's, and we will see you guys again next week. Next year. Next year. Next year. Let me apologize. (laughs)